Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Welcome to another exciting episode of What I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Today, we're joined by the illustrious, the magnificent Victor Lee. Victor, welcome again. Thank, thanks, Rajiv. Although you obviously have me mistaken for somebody else. <laughs> so, Victor, what gem, what pearls have you got in your bag today, which you are going to generously share with all that's listening our audience and the world. Sure. Um, I think, you know, maybe the best way to start today, Rajiv, is the way we just started this, uh, this episode, right? Which is, I think, especially when you're meeting new people, I think, I think we often feel a pressure to impress them. You know, we're really smart. We have these great credentials. We have terrific experience. We have a fabulous vocabulary, uh, a superlative vocabulary, shall we say. And I think it's more important to connect with them in a casual, friendly, accessible way. Um, you know, there's a sort of a trite, there's an old saying that says, people don't care what you know until, you know, until they know that you care. Mm. And I think that also applies to, you know, people like to deal with people who are friendly and open. And so I think a lot of this is sort of the, uh, the attitude that comes across. So, um, you know, so one of the, one, you know, the, the second rule of the impresario approach is remember that you're, that you're uh, networking with people most of the time. Right? Hmm. And so keeping that in mind, you have to treat that, you have to think of the person you're talking to as another person, not a connection, a contact as somebody in your network, but as a person and how they'll relate to you the same way that you're trying to relate to them. Uh, there was actually a terrific, let me see if I can find this really quickly here. There was a terrific um, tweet that I saw from a gentleman named Dominic Kent. And he had a list of, I think, about 10 uh, vocabulary suggestions, which I think makes a lot of sense. So, and so, for example, especially when you meet somebody early, you're both you know, having a conversation with them when you meet them at the event, or you're meeting them over email or over text. And then so there's a premium on, on writing. But I think often when you write things um, that you tend to get stilted, right? You tend to think of an email or, or a text almost like a business document, right? Mm. I, it has to be formal, institutional, and I have to be impressive. And I think the initial communications should be casual. So for example, what, what Dominic says in his tweet is don't use the word utilize. 
say use, right? You know, we utilize a lot of tools. No, we use a lot of tools. Mm. Uh, another word he, he doesn't like is optimum. So, you know, Rajiv, let's get together and let's find the optimum solution. It, it's better to say, hi, Rajiv, let's get together and let's find the best solution. Mm. So I think, especially at the beginning, when you, you know, remember you're trying to develop the relationship. So you want, you want the person to be comfortable with you and to want them to continue to engage. Um, I think there's a number of pitfalls. That if so you're trying, it's, it's essentially of what you're saying, Victor, is you're trying to establish an authentic human connection. Oh my God, yes. An authentic human connection. That's exactly right. Um, and, and you can, because you can go from there. Once you do that, then you can start to explore opportunities or, you know, have the person learn what you're about. But I think, I think you, I think you put it really perfectly. They have to know who you are before they, before they're going to be interested in what you do. Mm. And, it, and for example, I mean, who you are is, you know, open, friendly, caring person. Because networking is a process, you know, you can't squeeze it all into, into you know, the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so kind of as an aside uh, to that, like I'm not a believer in the elevator speech because A, nobody is gonna let you talk at them during the entire ride of an elevator, as short as it is. And secondly, chances are that person is gonna be busy trying to give you their elevator speech. Right. So they're not even paying attention. They're just thinking in their mind as to what they're going to say and the sequence in which they're going to say it. That, that's exactly right. So, so they don't hear a thing that you say. Mm. So in some ways, and I know we're mixing lots of metaphors here, it's kind of like judo, right? If you're dealing with somebody who's giving you the elevator speech, then just let them do it, right? Mm. Kind of let it wash over you kind of, and use that, not against them, but, but just kind of absorb it. Um, because part, remember, you're trying to figure out who they are as well. Is this somebody that I want to connect with? Is this somebody that I want to have a second conversation with? And if their connection skills aren't that great, right? If they're spending all their time talking about themselves or they're trying to sell you something, then maybe, you know, let's be blunt, right? Maybe this is not a good connection for you. And right. Maybe, and Victor, you know, as you were speaking, something, a very random memory flashed in my brain, which was, the, as you're speaking this, I'm thinking about how this so very closely correlates with dating. And, yes. and also how, when I had met one person um, uh, who I had met at the United Nations, and he's you know, I guess that's like a topic for another time. Uh, he's of Asian origin, but when I heard him on the phone, he sounded with a thick, thick English accent. So oh, when wow. I actually met him in person, I just had like some cognitive dissonance because I couldn't put the two together. But more importantly, what he said was, uh, hey, would you like to, uh, I said, let's meet up. So you mean like for a business date? And I was like, wait a minute, why is he using the word business and date together right. in the same sentence, in the same sequence? Like, to me, it didn't even seem that it goes together. But now that you're saying this, I kind of do see uh, how the two are very similar interactions, uh, where one is a, is in a social setting, 
this other one is also in a social setting but it has like a business tint to it i guess to a degree right now yes i agree here's one of the things i i think they're very similar and which i'll mention in a second but i think they're also very different so i think that there are rules that apply to each but i try to keep it separate right because uh, so for example like but here's where they're similar, right? If you're on a first date with somebody, right? You would never say, well, hopefully never say, I know you would never say, hi, nice to meet you. You're kind of good looking. You know, why don't we go back to your place and then we'll get married and then we'll have three kids, right? <laughs> right. And you're still, and this is why you're still waiting for the appetizers to show up, right? Because you know, there's a sequence to it. And so, because I mean, let's be blunt, right? You're trying to sort of, you're trying to make a connection with this person. Right. And what I, but I've often found in, situ, in business situations where people sort of forget that and they, and they kind of rush to the end, right? Mm. So they will sit down. I've had one person sit down with me and, and they pull out a notepad, right? And, they, and a pen and they say, okay, let's figure out how we can help each other. And to me, you know, that's, you know, to use your metaphor, that's like saying, hi, I just met you. Let's have a second date. You're a third date, right? And you're trying to figure like, what? Who are you? I don't. Right. Exactly. So, so I, and so it's odd that people behave in a business context in a way that they wouldn't behave in a dating context, even though there are similarities. Um, because I think, you know, like Victor, you bring up a really excellent point. I think it's, and this is something that you kind of said initially, which is this whole activity is and is an exercise where you're trying to get the other person to like you, right? Yes. And because that's kind of like the basis, or let's say that's the foundation that we're building on. Because if the other person likes you, there is a possibility that they'll be willing to, A, have a second conversation with you, B, be potentially receptive to what you're saying or sharing, and C, can potentially visualize as to what the future looks like knowing that person whether that or whether that be is this a good referral partner is this an ally is this a potential business partner is this you know like whatever you know whatever those typical associations that people can have in any kind of like business setting or conversation like this at least from a business standpoint that's completely correct rajiv and i like the way you laid it out because there's a sequence Right. You go from one to the next to the next. And so you can't kind of compress it. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I call my my methodology the, the impresario approach is it's kind of let's say you're Shonda Rhimes, right? And you've created Grey's Anatomy. Each episode of Grey's Anatomy has a rhythm and a sequence, right? So there's act one, there's act two, there's act three, you know, with lots of commercials in between, right? <laughs> but but when you when you turn on Grey's Anatomy, they, you know, they don't start off by saying, you know, the, 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 so the problem was that he had a heart attack and he died. End of show. Right? So, so you have to kind of lead them along. And so it's, you're an impresario that you create the production, right? So you go into that discussion with this person and you have a sequence in mind mm. and you want to guide that person along the sequence and see, do they have a similar sequence, right? Because that then makes you compatible. If they right. have a different and, seek, 
and then it, it also is the basis of the interaction, right? Because yes. interaction has send, receive, send, receive, and it's kind of like that, right? 100%. I mean, you know, I had a call last week, and, and this often happens, it probably happens to you as well, right? You schedule a 20 minute, 30 minute call, and the other person is spending is send, 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 right? Oh my God. <laughs> and, then, and, at the, and at the end, they'll say, oh, well, I didn't hear anything about you. Well, it's kind of because, you know, you didn't come up for air. Right. <laughs> so, so that kind of tells me about them. And then I think about, okay, based on what I heard, do I want to, you know, do I want to continue connecting with this person or not? Um, again, you know, I hate to beat this impresario thing to death, but like well, the other thing Shonda Rhimes does along with creative production is she auditions people, right? She mm. has roles. This right. person is a doctor, this person is a nurse, this person is a patient. And so when she auditions actors, she sees whether they fit the role, right? So what we're looking for when we connect is what role do you, what roles are this, is this person uh, wow. auditioning for? Victor, that was a mic drop moment. Ladies and gentlemen, did you see that? That was a mic drop moment. So we are essentially playing the roles of the casting crew or the casting agent because we're casting people in our production, which is our life. And we're thinking as to who are the people that we need to be to get this production or this set done. Yes. That set could be whatever that situation is in your life at the moment. Th that's exactly right, right? So for example, the roles can be, is this somebody who's really smart? They know their stuff. I could learn something from them, right? So I should get to know them better. Is this somebody who could be a potential client? Because so I think when we think about networking, we often think about, I'm looking for clients, right? And certainly there's some people who fit in that role. Right. There's other people like, oh, this person is a super connector even though they, their business has nothing to do with mine, this person could really can't be a potential client, but they could be a good person to know. Mm. Uh, maybe this person could be an interesting advisor or just like a buddy, right? Somebody to bounce ideas off of. So you have all these different roles. And this is why I think when you're, when somebody's talking, especially if they're talking at you, you can kind of think about, well, do they fit this role, that role or something else? Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, your audition is over. Right. Right? Three answers. And, uh, you're going to have to try out for another part with a different producer. Right. Right. But this is all, but it also gives you more purpose. Because I think often what happens when we're networking with people is we're talking to them, but if we don't know what, what, what we want as the outcome, then, then we're sort of lost. I mean, and we're lost with them. You know, as yeah, they say, as they say, if, if you don't know where you're going, any route will take you there. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. This is very true. And yeah, it, it really is about, I mean, for people, uh, which is why I think we might have mentioned this in an, in an earlier episode, that we people need to have a very clear idea. I mean, I don't want to use the word agenda because it kind of makes it sound, seem like that you're scheming something. Right. But, but but what I'm alluding to is you need to have a plan. And the plan is what are you looking for from that meeting or that interaction, whether you're walking into one of those mixers or social networking events that could be in person or on Zoom. 
So what are you looking to get? Are you just looking to socialize, to have that social experience? Or are you looking for something very specific? Because if you are looking for something very specific, you will then very quickly be able to, I guess, using the process of elimination, know if the person that you're meeting has a, a significance to, uh, to you based on that specific objective that you had going in. And if the answer is yes, there's a high relevance, uh, closeness, goodness of fit, then yes, you will want to have uh, a further conversation. And if you feel that based on what your objective is, then that this person doesn't have anything to do with you or you can't visualize or imagine how they could add value to you, uh, then chances are that you might want to, you might cut that conversation short and move on and speak to someone else. So it, that, having this plan, I think, is what's going to guide a lot of people and save a lot of people a lot of, uh, let's say, heartbreak, so to speak, because if you don't have a plan, then you're kind of setting yourself up for, for uh, a raw deal because you're not clear as to what you're looking for to begin with. And then you can't expect for somebody to fit into that when you're not clear as to what you want to begin with. That, that's completely correct. Right. So since I think so many of our listeners are marketers and, you know, we're all familiar with the concept of the marketing funnel. Right. And in many ways, the networking is similar to the funnel. Um, it's where, you know, you, you put lots of people in at the top. So you walk, let's say you walk into a networking event and it's full of people. And then you start to filter through, filter those people through the funnel, right? So some of, so you talk to some of them and some of them will be good fits and they, maybe they'll fit a certain role, right? So the, uh, to, to really mangle the metaphor, the funnel has multiple uh, uh, outlets, right? So it's not just one. So sometimes, like we were talking about earlier, sometimes they're a pro they're they are actually a client prospect, or maybe they're just a good connection, or there's somebody to keep in mind, right? So for example, you know, you might meet somebody who does something interesting and unusual that you don't need right now. But you know, you keep in mind because you never know. Like a, a doctor who performs a, a certain type of procedure, right? That uh, you know, maybe someday you'll need that person, or one of your friends or relatives will need somebody. So you want to keep these people in mind. But not all people, not everybody's going to make it through the funnel, right? And and I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's it, it's again, you know, when we make when people are trying to do sales, they you know they assume, oh, I'm going to call on a hundred people and I'll meet with 10 people and two people will buy. So they accept that. And the same thing happens in making in networking, right? You meet a hundred people and maybe 50 of them don't really seem quite right. But anyway, you're trying to winnow the number down to find people who really fit back again, like you said, they fit your production. They fit right. the goals that you've created. And so I think if you think about it as, you know, you don't want to think about like, um, I'm meeting 100 people and I have to connect with all 100 people because then you're going to fail and you're going to be unhappy. But if you go into a, a session and say, you know, there's 100 people and if I come out of this with one or two, you know, strong connections afterwards, then the meeting was a success because you also want to set yourself up. It's a whole nother topic. You want to set yourself up for success. And, and so it's not meeting one or two people, it's connecting with one or two people or following up with those one or two people. 
And that's how you slowly build your, you build your network. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's, that is absolutely true. And I think people need to understand as far as, you know, setting up real, realistic expectations that this is an ongoing process. This is not a one and done. Uh, it's possible that you might have another conversation with someone that you previously thought was not relevant to you, your mission, your cause, what you're looking for. But that second conversation might trigger something that you just previously didn't consider. And uh, you must be or should be or are advised to be open enough to accept the fact that you don't always know everything about everyone in just one interaction. There could be so much more beneath the surface that you wouldn't have known had you not given uh, the person a chance to get to know them. So initially, maybe uh, you your initial impression was not great because maybe they were nervous, they're maybe socially awkward, or they're not that good at networking because networking makes most people uncomfortable. And because of all these things, you thought that there was something off about them and then you may have hastily written them off. But then later when you have a second conversation, when they're, let's say more in their element, and then you really find out what they're about and then you begin to see where all the lines join and where the intersections are and where the synergies lie. And then you realize, wow, this is an amazing person. Like this has happened to me several times where the initial conversation hasn't been great. It's been maybe just like very one-sided, but then a second conversation with that person. Uh, and it was, let's say a very unstructured conversation, something, nothing to do with business, maybe something talking about social impact or something that they care deeply about that then evoked like maybe their deep truth, which you then saw and appreciated what their XYZ people who incidentally are the kind of people that I need to meet, which didn't come out in that first conversation because that was just super skewed and they were nervous and they didn't quite know how to carry themselves. So again, you know, I think it's like one of those things where uh, if, if, if people approach the whole act of networking, knowing that this is possible uh, and they're not closed up about the initial experience, then then networking is something that's a beautiful thing. It can create limitless opportunity, limitless partnership, limitless synergy. Uh, and, you know, you're, just like you said, Victor, you're, you're casting, uh, you're always casting for your ideal team at that point in time, the people that you need that is going to support you. Um, and, and that's the beauty of it. So uh, I think it's what you've shared today about approaching networking as a casting agent in a movie production, I think is a very relevant and an apt example. And I think something that everyone can get behind and understand. I, I think that that sums it up perfectly, Rajiv, right? Because the, the objective of the first meeting is not to see, is this person gonna be your lifelong friend, right? The objective of the first meeting is to see, is this worth having a second meeting, right? So if you think, if, if they seem a little off, like you said, but you see glimmers of something in there that could be, you know, that fits your production, right? Then you, it's like, it's like you said, the audition, right? You bring them back for a callback, right? And, and a second audition. It doesn't mean you're nominating them for an Academy Award. Right. right? And, they, and they could, they could, I mean, so they could either wow you at the second audition, the callback, or they could be a total flop, 
in which case, okay, you've now spent two meetings and it didn't work out, but they, you know, so they got partway through the funnel and, and that's the end and, and that's perfectly okay. So I think that's a great way to think about it, Rajiv. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got a lot of value from this conversation. And if you had any questions about either this episode, the content that we covered or any previous episode, please feel free to post your questions in the comment section of the whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on or send us an email, which is in the episode description as well. And we would absolutely love to hear from you and see how we can help you figure out uh, whatever situation, issue uh, you're trying to problem solve at the moment, whether it's related to networking or adjacent to networking. Sounds good. Thanks, Rashif. Yeah, thanks, Victor. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at didn't learn at harvard at gmail.com. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It means the world to us. Try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you. No charge. That's our way of saying thank you for supporting us by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully you learned something here today.